My Hockey Hero is proudly supported by eBay Canada. Hello, my name is Dean. I live in Burlington, Ontario, and I love hockey. Ever since I was a kid, I collected hockey cards with spirit change my dad gave me. As a black person, to see others like me on the ice inspired me. They were my role models and showed me hockey is a game for everyone. I've collected 100 rookie cards for NHL's black and biracial players, and I'm going to talk to all of them so you can learn their stories. Puck out along the porch, Van Boxmeer shot, deflects, loose puck, the Kegney shot, he scored! On a second try, Tony McKegney ties the game at one off. This week, I'm talking to Tony McKegney. He was born in Montreal in 1958 and played 13 seasons in the NHL for the Buffalo Sabres, the Quebec Nordiques, the St. Louis Blues, the New York Rangers, the Minnesota North Stars, the Chicago Blackhawks, and the Detroit Red Wings. You, you just got used to your mindset was dominating uh, a hockey game, and that's all you accepted. You wouldn't accept anything less than that, than domination. Uh, that's what you were used to. His rookie card is from 1978. In it, we see a young man wearing blue and gold. He stood catching his breath for a moment as if he knows the action is about to unfold. When, it, when, you have, when you're on a hockey card, that's, uh, it's, 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 it's pretty cool. Uh, when you're a young person after uh, collecting hockey cards, when you, when you had your first hockey card, they gave us a full sheet of hockey cards every year. And I used to give them away to people that, that would send me uh, pictures and I'd sign them and I, I, I'd put a hockey card in. Um, and if I would have had those hockey cards, like Wayne Gretzky's rookie card was on that sheet and all these uh, Hall of Fame hockey players. And I just, I gave it away to people all the time. Tony grew up in Sarnia, a small town right on the U.S.-Canada border. As a baby, he was adopted. When you're a young kid, uh, you just try to think about who you look like because uh, most of your friends at school uh, look like your dad, your mother, and you had those conversations. Hey, you look like your dad, you got your dad's eyes and so forth. So when I was uh, adopted at the age of 13 months, um, I didn't know who I looked like. And I, I wondered uh, why somebody would give me up. And I didn't know other than the fact that I was in a really good place with a, a very good family that adopted me. So it wasn't really a big worry, but as you grow older, um, as I did, you just thought about, uh, okay, who am I, who's my mother? Who's my father? His adoptive family loved him very much. And luckily for Tony, they also loved talking hockey. My dad bought an aerial back in the late 60s, early 70s. So we got to watch Detroit Red Wings once or twice a week, and then we got to watch Toronto, and then I think we probably had the French uh, Canadian station, which we saw Montreal uh, during that time frame. So whatever hockey that there was out there, my dad made a point of just trying to find before satellite dishes uh, the fact that we could we could watch uh, as much hockey as we could watch. If I wouldn't have been adopted by that family uh, who had a backyard rink. Uh, an older brother and sister that played hockey, I, I don't think I would have made the NHL if I would have had that uh, basis uh, in growing up um, with that family. I was very, very fortunate to, to be gifted uh, to be part of that family. Growing up in Sarnia, and even as a young kid, Tony could see that most of the folks around him were white. Our acceptance in a, in a small town uh, in Southern Ontario 
there was only about two or three other black families that I was aware of. Um, and for us being a black uh, persons, excuse me, I've got uh, two brothers that were adopted as well of, of color. And for us to be accepted in the community there, uh, athletics was the way that uh, we got accepted uh, in the community uh, because we were good athletes and we played sports. And I think that the people realized that there was no difference in color. Uh, they realized that uh, my parents were white and adopted black children. And we fit into the sports and school and so forth and the community, uh, but sports was the main uh, conduit uh, for exactly uh, how I was able to be, fit in and be accepted. Tony mentioned acceptance through being an athlete, a path that started early in his life. I, I started playing, I think, skating when I was three years old. And um, you probably remember these skates, uh, the double runners. It was like this double blade that everybody sort of graduated and started to skate with, with this two-sided blade thing on each foot. And you put it on like a pair of shoes, basically. So that was at three years old. And then after that, I just remember having hand-me-downs uh, equipment and everybody was older than me that I was playing uh, with and against on that rink. Uh, my brother, four years older, my other brother, 10 years older, and everybody was my senior. And what I was going to mention to you that um, everything on the rink of that size is keep away. If you got the puck, you wanted to keep it as long as you could. And then you, if you lost it, you, you wanted to get it back again. So that was the whole idea of playing hockey to me was this whole keep away thing. And then uh, having played against older players, like four years, five years, my senior, when I started playing against other people that were five years old, when I started playing might hockey, it was really easy because I was already better than the guys that were four years older than me. Uh, and when I got back to playing with a bunch of five-year-olds like my age, uh, I dominated because I was already doing it against people that were older than me. So that, that was my introduction to hockey. Uh, basically, it, was, it, it became really easy because I, it was like having a basketball court in your backyard if you're American basketball and your parents said, hey, we're going to build you a basketball court. Well, my parents built me a hockey rink uh, for us. And again, I can, I can only describe it and compare it to if you had a basketball court or a baseball park in your backyard where you could just go and play every day. And it wasn't long until Tony's talent became hard to ignore. When I played junior B hockey when I was 15, years old, um, I was playing against and with a bunch of 19 year olds uh, that were uh, out of midget, out of juvenile and not making junior A, but they, a bunch of guys got scholarships. So, and that year um, when I was 15 turning 16, I scored 95 points in what was 40 games. Um, somebody came um, to uh, a practice and my dad was going to pick me up. I, I couldn't, I wasn't even old enough to drive. And uh, the trainer who had seen everybody that came through Sarnia uh, said to my dad, he says, your son's going to make the NHL. And that was at 15 years old. And I was standing there and with this guy said, look, you're going, you're going to the NHL. So when you, when you think about hearing that at 15 years old, it's somebody that really knows. And just a matter of that point of just waiting until you're 19 years old when you can get drafted. Uh, so you just try to not get hurt. 
during that time frame, knowing that, okay, uh, the next step is NHL after this OHA thing. And everything worked out exactly to what that guy described uh, to me and my father. Uh, but it, it felt good to hear that uh, back then, that somebody that knew and just looked at me and said, you're, you're going to the NHL. And as a 15-year-old kid, it's kind of nice to hear that uh, if you're thinking about what your future uh, is uh, ahead of you. And this guy knew uh, that I was going to make it. If you're enjoying My Hockey Hero and thinking about starting your own hockey card collection, I'd suggest you start with eBay. eBay is all about connecting communities and fueling passions. Because of its thriving card collector community, I was able to make my dream come true by collecting the rookie cards of the NHL's black and biracial players. Start your own collection at ebay.ca slash hockey cards. Tony was drafted by the Buffalo Sabres in the 1978 amateur draft, and to him, it was all about attitude. When you're when you're a young person and play hockey, um, you get used to dominating, um, and that's all you know as far as a player. And I'm sure Wayne Gretzky would tell you the same thing, uh, that he just got used to dominating uh, uh, hockey games and getting his points and, and scoring and so forth and winning. And for me, it was uh, you just—it was a mindset where if you get to this level and then the next level and the next level, as you go through uh, AAA hockey, as you go through uh, Junior B, you go to, to Junior A, and then now you're in the NHL. And for anybody that's got to that level, you, you just got used to your mindset was dominating uh, a hockey game. And that's all you accepted. You wouldn't accept anything less than that than domination. Uh, that's what you were used to. And, um, you know, that, that's what, when you look at playing 15 years uh, professional hockey, uh, you just think about that mindset, like nobody's going to take my job. Um, I'm going to be the leading scorer. Uh, got used to that. Um, and that's what drove you as uh, being, okay, you're going to lead this team in points. You're going to lead team and goal scoring and in NHL it becomes more difficult uh, a lot of things have to happen correctly uh, who you play with and so forth um, you know of, of my caliber I, I need to have a really good center two feet I, I knew how to get open uh, I just couldn't take the puck from end to end and go through everybody like Wayne Gretzky could uh, I, I, I just needed a good center to set me up and I would get in the right place at the right time uh, to finish and that's that's what you do. You you learn how to um, at the end of the uh, the day. And I was very fortunate to have some great great sentiment uh, during my career that that uh, set me up for uh, goals and good teammates, and and that's how I survived uh, scoring goals. Tony was at that time the only black player in the NHL. You as a player, you're you're just trying to do uh, the same thing as everybody else is. You're just trying to make it. And you're trying to survive as a rookie, uh, as a young player. Uh, everybody was feeling the same way with, okay, this is new to me. Um, now I'm, I'm in the NHL. Uh, and after you make that hurdle um, and you survive that getting in there, you're basically trying to survive. And you want to have a three-year career. You want to have a four-year career. You want to have a five-year career. So uh, that, that the, 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 the hockey thing... Uh, took 
the main focus of anything you were doing because you were just trying to make it uh, and survive and stay. Uh, so the hockey part was was certainly one thing. The, the, the black thing got put into the background for me because I was used to it. Um, I started playing uh, organized hockey when I was five years old. So I was used to being the only black player on the ice for the 15 years before I got to the NHL. So I knew every time I went into an ice rink, any, any city I went to, um, I was it. I was the only one. And then the NHL became no different. Okay, here's another uh, level where you have to uh, get over this hurdle. Again, now you're in the NHL and now you're trying to stay there. Uh, and I'll tell you one thing, my teammates in Buffalo particularly uh, didn't treat me any differently um, of, as far as anything. And again, when, when you're, you know, you're a scorer and you're helping the team win, uh, but I mean, my teammates treated me like I was no different uh, back at, at that time, which helped a lot. Being laser focused in his career did not shield Tony from racism. You basically want to put it aside and you don't want it to drag you down. You don't want it to be a negative, if you will. And there were a couple of uh, ugly incidents that happened that I, I don't like to think about. And I... I don't mind bringing it up, but I mean, it's just something you, you put uh, in, the, as I said before, the rearview mirror, where you just don't want to think about it. You just want to think, okay, that's, let's, get, uh, let's get away from that. Uh, some stuff that happened to me, and I, I just thought it was life. Uh, at the time, it was just something I was going through. And when you survive this stuff and you overcome it, uh, some racial stuff that happened to me, uh, you just you just thought, think about it as being just okay. I guess it's life, and I can get beyond this, and I can achieve and get beyond it. As he impressed on the ice, he realized he was seeing more people of color pay attention to his game in his new home of Buffalo. It's kind of funny. I see black people wearing sabers, uh, hats, and paraphernalia. Uh, jerseys in Buffalo and I don't remember seeing that when I played here and they said that they they love the sport they love the Sabres they couldn't afford to go to the games back when they were younger uh, but they loved the team they watched the team on TV so that's sort of how I can relate to the average black person that is a Sabres fan uh, here in Buffalo and now in his 60s he can see how the NHL has grown to be a more inclusive league. I'm very happy that some younger uh, persons of color um, are now having success in the National Hockey League. Um, I just think that's fabulous that um, it's come to a point where we have, I think, 28 or 30 uh, persons of color playing in the National Hockey League, and I was one. Um, so the fact that there's now 30 people playing and, and doing well, that, you know, we've come a long way. I bet you've dreamed of playing in the NHL too. So we had to ask Tony what his secret was. Just uh, perseverance. Uh, I just think, uh, just never, never give up. Um, and just uh, work, uh, have an extremely uh, good work ethic. 
um, uh, which I, uh, prided, I prided myself in the fact that uh, somebody said you always hustled. And I, I thought uh, by working hard um, that that was half the battle. And then after that, you know, talent comes through and you know, finishing goal scoring and so forth. But I mean, I just think the work ethic for any young person, if you're, if you're working hard, uh, you can never go wrong uh, when you have a good work ethic. Um, that's what I think about sports and, and life and hockey and so forth. Uh, just, just the work ethic, uh, which you can never deny uh, that ethic. We hope this story has inspired you. So the last thing we wanted to ask was who inspired him? I, I think my parents, uh, number one, um, and very important to, to note that they made my pregame meals. Uh, they drove me to the rink to practice. Uh, my parents made that hockey rink uh, every winter time uh, for me to have. So if you talk about influence, and again, there's a lot of athletes that I had um, my idols, uh, and there were different sports. There was like, I, I love Muhammad Ali. I love basketball players. I love football players. I love baseball players. I like all sports, uh, golfers, I love. And all these sports, uh, so to pick one sort of idol uh, is hard to do, but I mean, if I were to pick two of the most important people that gave me uh, the chance to do what I did, I would have to say my parents. And I, I think that's really important for a lot of people uh, to identify. I feel pretty lucky to say that uh, my parents were my idols. We're proud to be working with Hockey Equality. Hockey Equality is on a mission to create diversity at all levels of the game of hockey by lowering financial barriers for BIPOC female and other equity deserving youth hockey players. If you've been moved by the stories shared on this podcast and want to help make hockey accessible to all, check out HockeyEquality.org. If you've enjoyed this podcast but would like to dive deeper, then check out our extended version of this interview at Recognize, Black Hockey Heroes of the NHL. You can click on the link in the show notes or find it wherever you get your podcasts. This has been a Podstarter production. production.